Welcome to the very first episode of the Ripe Labs podcast. I'm Alan Davies, the Ripe Labs editor, and in each of these episodes, I'll be talking to people about a whole range of topics that are important to the people who help keep the internet running. You can actually compare these measurement systems to that. In the lit parts of a a city, people are going to notice when something strange is going on. How I know the network operator community is that if they see these things, they will fix things. Reports on internet outages, shutdowns, hijacks are quite familiar to all of us nowadays. But these events, common as they've become, can have a dire impact on the internet and the people who use it. In recent years, there have been reports to the effect that the number of internet shutdowns being carried out is on the rise. And it's also been observed that the methods being used are, from a technical perspective, becoming more sophisticated. With that said, efforts to monitor and measure these kinds of events and the effect that they have on the wider internet are increasingly important. One person who's written on these topics perhaps more than any other Ripe Labs author is Emil Arbin. Emil is Senior Research Engineer at the Ripe NCC. He's written close to 100 articles on Ripe Labs over the past 13 years, many of which serve to demonstrate how tools and services provided by the Ripe NCC can help assess the kind of damage that outages and shutdowns do to the internet. This week, I caught up with Emil to talk about the importance of observing and measuring internet events and to look at the work he and his colleagues have been doing over the years on this front. Here's what he had to say to us. First time I really got involved in uh, trying to measure this type of thing was during the Arab Spring. Okay. Where um, in Egypt, the government uh, actually called all of the individual providers uh, to say, yeah, you need to shut down your internet right now. And we could actually see that in our data. We collect uh, data in RIPRIS and mm-hmm. RIPATLAS. And at that time, we re- really looked at uh, the routing data, so that's BGP, and we could actually see with a, like a five-minute, roughly five-minute uh, interval, you could actually see, oh, an important network goes down, an important network goes down. So yeah. that's, that's actual evidence of deliberate shutdowns. Uh, we also saw things going on in Libya uh, uh, during the Gaddafi regime there, interference with the internet. There's a a nice academic paper about that that uh, I collaborated on with some great people. And as well as producing these analyses, you're also actively involved in making sure the data gets collected in the first place, right? Yes. I think it's important that that people do this based uh, on neutral data. Um, And that's, that's, that's what we're trying to collect. Yeah, okay. And that's data that you collect actively through Ripe Atlas. But then there's also uh, this really useful data that you get from the routing information service. Yes. Yeah, so so for uh, the routing information service that we run, RIPERIS, mm-hmm. um, that basically collects so-called BGP data. And BGP okay. is the routing protocol of the internet. Yeah. That basically makes that all of the over 65,000 networks on the internet currently know how to reach all of the other networks. We collect a lot of data uh, out of that. And that's really important because it's it's routing information. So you know how packets on the internet are routed for the places where we have this information. One thing why this is important is because uh, BGP doesn't have like an inherent uh, security mechanism. So okay. it's, 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 not, it's not that you can easily secure things yeah, like okay. uh, there's hijacks going on there's there's crime going on we don't have good mechanisms 
that are built into the system for that. So what we have is observability. We can actually see things happening and based on that, network operators, the people who actually run the network, mm -hmm. can take action on, for instance, on a hijack, which is uh, when one network takes over the address space from another network, roughly. Yeah, sure. Um, you can actually see that in our data. That's, that's important. And so we collect this data. And for instance, there's a, a great tool called PGP Alerter by a former colleague of us, uh, okay. Massimo Candela, that actually uh, takes our data, yeah. the near real-time feed of our data, RIS Live, and you can install that piece of software as a network operator on your system and uh, see, hey, something's going on there right now, and you can take action. So yeah. it's really important that we collect this data. When we're talking about this kind of data, though, obviously to the layperson, you know, the, the, the kind of raw data is of no use whatsoever. So yeah. how do you go about the task of getting us from that raw data to something that's actually useful to people who, who would benefit from knowing yeah. when this kind of event happens? Yeah. Well, there it's like time to insight is really important here, right? So okay. going from yeah. something raw to something that's actually usable. So BGP Alerter is a great tool for network operators for that. We have our own RIPE stat where we, for instance, have a what's called a looking glass where you can basically see real time what's going on for a particular part of the internet right now. Okay. And there's others using uh, this data. There's some great stuff out there. Uh, and because this is this is open data, uh, anybody can build tooling on top of this. So there's a bgp.he.net, which is a great site, or BGP Tools. Yeah. And uh, there's a project called IOTA, which is currently at uh, Georgia Tech, which yep. uh, actually takes all of uh, this type of data and they provide additional things uh, on top of that. Uh, so this creates like a vibrant uh, ecosystem of things on top of this that that are create insights. That's uh, great. So so people, yeah. researchers out there can just pick this stuff up and start yes. to make their own visualizations and do their own yes. measurements and yes. monitoring. Yes. Cool. Okay. And, and uh, one one important one that I forgot to mention is the the Internet Health Report. It's a project that is run by a researcher called Romain Fontouge mm -hmm. at the IIJ lab. Yeah. So it's IIJ is a is a is a is a big ISP in Japan, and it's a close <laughs> collaborator. And there's some great stuff there, also based on Ripe RIS and Ripe Atlas data. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing changes, seeing uh, what's actually going on, which mm -hmm. networks depend on other networks, which is also really important, right? So if uh, you as a network depend on other networks, and if this 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 bigger network goes out, your networks will also uh, yeah. go uh, go out. Or if that bigger network that you depend on has latency issues, like the packets are delayed or um, there's a significant packet loss uh, in these networks, then it's, it's important to, to know what's, what's going on outside of your network. As a network operator, I, you have control of your routers, but you don't have control of anything that's outside of your network. Yeah, yeah. But it still influences how, what, what services you can run uh, or how you run them. Ripe Labs article competitions give you the chance to win free tickets, free accommodation and free travel to the next Ripe meeting. If you have something interesting to say about the past, present or future state of the internet, why not put it into writing and enter? For more details on the current competition deadlines, visit labs.ripe.net.
So you were speaking about how important it is to be able to get a clear view of the distribution of networks and dependencies between them. How does this bear on our understanding of cases where damage gets done to the internet? So uh, as we are recording this, Ukraine is, is, is under attack and horrible things happening there. Uh, and what, what I see on the internet or what I think I see is that it's holding up quite well there. Uh, I've been scratching my head on uh, why is this? And what we see there, for instance, is it's very distributed. You, you actually see there's lots of small networks. So there's, there's uh, probably small networks that operate only on the scale of a city or uh, on, okay. on, on, a, on a regional basis. And there's a, a few larger uh, network operators there as well. But it looks really distributed. And also the, the networks that they connect to... Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as I can see, they connect up to uh, large international players. Okay. Uh, um, and the fact that there's, I think, 11 internet exchange points where basically everybody comes together uh, and is able to uh, interchange traffic. Yeah. Uh, that makes it, at least from the outside, makes it look very resilient. I mean, okay. it doesn't mean it, it, it cannot be attacked or won't be attacked. Sure. But this looks more, way more resilient than um, places where you have these huge choke points. What do we mean by choke point here? How does that affect the state of the internet? It really depends on how resilient the internet in, in, in that area is. And like it, this is built, I would say, organically almost. And so if, for instance, if you have like a state-owned telco and a, a state that wants to shut down the internet and that state-owned telco is like is in control of the routing in a in a, in a, in a certain country, it is uh, a, a, a choke point. Uh, if you're in control of the organization uh, that runs this, it's, mm -hmm. you, you can uh, ask the network operators in charge of that network to just shut it down. I know that in work you've done on Ripe Labs in the past, uh, we've looked at other outages. Um, I think that may have been a shutdown as well. Kazakhstan, maybe. Kazakhstan, sorry, yeah, yeah where um, where we saw much more of a, that kind of choking point. Uh, yeah, right, uh, I, I, as, I think, as I um, yeah. So I didn't look into the structure there that much. Yeah, uh, but it also it, it it looked like it it was very much there's much more like central control. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and the ability to shut down things. Uh, th that's at least what it looked like from the outside. So in, indeed, we saw more of 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 coordinated shutdowns. Yeah, yeah. And what we've actually been using is uh, RIPE Atlas, and there's, there's these little devices that are physically connected to the internet in various places in the world, and we have, like, uh, over 10,000 of these connected. Mm -hmm. And they, like, provide a really ni nice first-order signal of, of what's going on. So if we have enough of these in uh, a large variety of networks within a particular geography, country, yeah. city... It allows us to to see, uh, have a glimpse at what what the situation is on the ground in a particular place. Yes. So, and if there's an internet shutdown, these devices won't connect to our infrastructure. Yeah. That that's yeah. like a, the, the primary signal, right? These devices are doing uh, internet measurements. Mm -hmm. Look at what's the path from that device to all other points on the internet. And what's the latency to points on the internet? Yes. And they will send that data to to us, 
And as soon as we see that that data is not sent to us anymore, that yeah. basically means it's uh, these devices are shut off from the internet. Yes. Okay. And that's that's a primary signal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if we have enough of these devices, I mean, a single device could just be somebody turns off the device. Sure. But then if like uh, twenty devices at the same time in a particular city are offline, yeah, that's a signal. Yes. And that's, for instance, what we uh, what you see in in places like. Uh, like Kazakhstan during yes. the, the shutdowns there. Yes. And of course, we, we, we cannot see what the intent is from this. It could be like a, a natural disaster. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hurricanes, earthquakes. Going back to the point again about the, the distribution of networks in different countries and different regions, there's a tool, I think it's called Peer to Peer Fabric, is the kind of nickname yeah, for this yeah. thing. Yep. And um, that's built on IXP country jedi data right that's yes yes that's one of the kind of uh, prototype tools or yeah yeah, yeah. One so, so what, what, one, one thing i do is develop prototypes to actually show how uh, our data can be used and one of these prototypes is called the ixp country jedi which basically looks at we look at these points in a country in part, in, in uh, different networks in the country yeah what do the path between these devices yeah look like so, so these devices are right out those probes again yes, okay yes. and you get this mesh of the yeah so it, it, it's basically them. a mesh so take any country and take say the largest 10 cities mm-hmm. in the country it, this this is the equivalent of measuring the 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 roads between these yeah uh, nice. okay. um, between these cities and yeah these right atlas probes are just measuring devices that are in these cities so that's how you could basically figure yeah, figure out what the path between uh, p- particular parts of a country look like. So I take all of the devices in a particular country. Yeah. I just do a, a, a mesh. So mm-hmm. you make a, a car travel from city A to city B and make it record its route. Uh, yeah. From that, one thing we, we, we look at is does it travel outside of the country and then come back? Which yep. is like on a normal road system, that's like not very common. But on the internet, it's far more common. Uh, and that's just how the internet works. And we look at, do we see IXPs? So that's the, uh, again, the internet exchange point. So that's that's places where networks come together to exchange traffic and yes. routes. And these points make it yeah more resilient. And for instance, for what we see in Ukraine is a lot of exchange points and a lot of exchange points actively used between all of the devices that we have there. So okay. that, that's, that's another sign of, uh, of resiliency, like a lot of use of internet exchange points. So we do these, these, these visualizations and we just take all the devices in all the networks that we can find. And then we have a specialized version which looks at the networks that have lots of users and then look how these are uh, interconnected. So as we talk about all this, obviously there's a lot of FT going into, you know, just, for example, just distributing right Atlas probes. That's a lot of work yep. to make sure there's good coverage all across the yeah. world. And we're still, you know, pushing for more of that because... Yeah, we, we're missing uh, parts. Uh, and, and the same goes for BGP data. We, ha- we have a lot of uh, BGP data that we collect from what people refer to as the clue core, people who realize that this is really important to actually be collecting this data. But there's other parts where, yeah, we're, we're not 
collecting as much like the data we collect there is from a distance. Yes. Okay. Uh, so and you you can you can actually compare this to 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 a city. Let's let's take the analogy of a city. Yep. And one side of the city is uh, has uh, street lights at night, and the other side is dark. So which side has more crime? Of yep. course, the dark side is gonna 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 have more crime, regardless of like uh, enforcement of, of of all kinds of things. Yeah, it's just um, uh, observability makes <coughs> crime harder. So you you can actually compare uh, these measurement systems to that. That in the the lit parts of a of a city, yeah, people are gonna notice uh, when something strange is going on. If there's like a BGP hijack or other Suspicious activity mm-hmm. could just be somebody fat fingering a, a, a router config, and something weird happens. You will yeah. you will notice that. And how I know the network operator community is that if they see these things, they will fix things. They, yes, they, they are really uh, there's this core belief that this internet needs to keep on working, and they will work really hard to actually fix things. But if you're in the dark and um, somebody makes a mistake or somebody does a hijack mm-hmm. with criminal intent, it's it's harder to notice this type of thing. So it's harder for other people to react to that. Yeah, so that, that, that's basically where we're trying to get these dark areas lit. So to get uh, more observation points specifically in these areas. So that's something that people can help us with, network operators can help us with. Yep. Uh, but also, like ordinary end users, if you're in one of these 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 parts of the world that is not lit yet, or uh, badly lit, it's <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, you can help by uh, f- for end users, these Atlas device, the Atlas probes are actually physical devices that you can just put in your in your home network, in your office network. Yeah. So you're thereby just enabling another vantage point. Out yeah. there and yeah. helping to shine a light on, yeah, it's, on what's happening. It's there. for the good of the internet. So yes. it's it's it helps yeah. it, it helps the internet observe what's going on in yeah. your part of the city, your part of, of the globe. Obviously one of the things we're trying to do on Rib Labs is to cover these events when we have something helpful to contribute to attempts to understand what's going on. Uh, one thing that's very important to us is that the information we provide is as accurate and objective as possible. Yeah, it's it's important that uh, you get some measurable yeah. uh, things that you can you can sort of like uh, put in in context. So uh, what we've seen in, uh, for instance, these ripe atlas probes disconnecting. Mm-hmm. If there's enough probes across a country, for instance, your the signal we get from that is. Pretty reliable. Yes. We're actually working really hard to make it more reliable. So, in the fog of war, there's a lot of uh, misinformation going sure. on. So, what we're trying really hard mm-hmm. is to provide objective facts. It's 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 not that there's a huge shutdown going on here, but then okay, there's a, there's a disruption or a, a something going on, and we're trying to like figure out is it relevant is yeah. it is it uh so for instance of course in ukraine uh networks uh have gone down in the last couple of days and if you look at that that's um sometimes whole networks go down mm-hmm. which is totally understandable in a in, in 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 a conflict situation like that yeah but if you then look at the the number of end users affected by that that's really a small percentage uh, or a, a, even a fraction of a percentage of end users 
Okay. So yeah. that's that that's sort of what what I mean with so what's the significance of this? And that's it's horrible that these these things happen. But I think like uh, this is a little part where we actually have control over uh, objective facts yes. that we can see from uh, the data that we're collecting. And that's why I, I work for this organization, the Ripe NCC, is because we are able to actually do this and uh, have it have it be uh, based on. Open, mm-hmm. open systems. Everybody can see what uh, what data we are collecting, and um, and they can go and look for themselves and and confirm. Yeah, what and we're I, I, and, and I hope like we're we're building systems uh, on top of that, and I think it's important that these systems are open so people can actually see observable methodology. Like I, I have a scientific background, and have your methodology be out in the open so others can look at it and. Have the analysis scripts and all, all of all of the, the the things you use on top of this data have it be as open as possible, so other people can actually uh, not only see your methodology but improve it as well. That's really important. That that creates sort of like an ecosystem of mm-hmm. like okay, great minds can think of really nice algorithms and, and, and ways of, of of analyzing this data, and we can incorporate that back, or they contribute this as open source, and that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I think is really important because that helps network operations in the end. There, there must be a lot of pressure on you and your your team when you're coming up with new prototypes to make those uh, visualizations as clear as yeah. possible. I I don't want like visualizations for the sake of being cool visualizations. I like, yes, I good. want actionable things it's not just it's, it's a great visualization but doesn't mean anything i also don't want like dry facts that uh, only three people in the world can understand sure so yeah. hitting the sweet spot between that and i it's my strong belief that we we cannot do that alone as yeah. as, as, a, as, a, as a as a a small team of people it really needs collaboration with with, with many many other people that have uh, stuff to contribute so for instance we organize hackathons, and I hope mm-hmm. uh, that we ca- we've done hackathons around data visualization. And I think it's it's good that we 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 uh, continue doing these types of things because that actually makes it makes it makes it better. That that uh, makes it that we can build on top of uh, work that that each individual is doing in this area. And we, yeah, so maybe I can also mention the observable HQ platform. That's that's a specific thing that we are experimenting with right now. So we are putting up uh, lots of these visualizations that we use, for instance, for these 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 ripe atlas probes going down. We have what's called an observable notebook, and that's basically it uses the data coming from ripe atlas. And there's a a notebook. It's 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 a web page where yeah. you can just go and, for instance, right now, uh, and we we can put this in in, yeah, in, in, yeah. in the notes. You can go there to a particular uh, website. And you just uh, type in the country code for a particular country, hit enter, and it needs to calculate a little bit. Then it will just show you, hey, this is the status of the the ripe atlas probes mm-hmm. in that country. And the nice thing about that is it's editable. So yes. you, can, you can just, if you have coding skills, if uh, in this case you need to be a JavaScript programmer, if you have coding skills, and there's a lot of people who can do visualizations way better than I can, you can just take this fork it, create your great visualization based on the stuff that we've already been doing yes. uh, and contribute back to uh, to this. So that's uh, yeah. that, that's yeah. that's um, one way of uh, where I think it's 
people can contribute back into into the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. And that will eventually benefit all of network operations and all of the people who want or need an observable, a lit internet. Yeah, great, brilliant. And that's like one way of, you know, making the data that we have accessible to people out there. And then there are also other initiatives run by the RIPE NCC that help people carry out these kinds of projects, right? Such as the uh, Community Projects Fund. Yeah, so one, one of the, the things we fund with the Community Projects Fund is a project that looks at BGP hijacks. Okay. And that's a great researcher and a, and a friend, Alberto Danotti, mm-hmm. who built, with his collaborators, built a, uh, like an observatory for BGP hijacks. Okay. So, if a network um, hijacks another network, then um, make that better observable as a, a as a whole. Uh, so we more have, easy like, to observe. You mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, um, uh, this BGP alerter is specific for a particular network. Yeah, uh, monitoring its own prefixes, its own uh, address space for being hijacked. A BGP uh, hijack observatory is more of a uh, an overview of what's going on on the whole internet. Right. Okay. So, Very cool. Um, and we also have RACI funded projects. Of course. Yeah. RACI is our mm-hmm. initiative to cooperate more with academics. What we usually do is and enable academics to come over to RIPE meetings so they can mingle with network operators and other people. Uh, so there's a better mutual understanding. And yeah. so since travel was very restricted, uh, last year we actually used these funds to fund a couple of interesting research projects. And yes. one, one is actually about the, the bias of our measurement infrastructures. Okay. Uh, so that's like figuring out which parts of the city are lit and which not. This, this project is actually looking for mm-hmm. uh, AI for Netmon. Okay. Um, yes, I think there's a RIBE Labs article covering it. Yes, so I'll yes. put it in the notes. So, and yeah. and it's, it's actually looking at, um, hey, which parts of the network should we try to target for yes. getting better data? Yeah, okay. To make it more observable. And yeah. also, like, uh, uh, in our case, uh, we uh, collect data, but we actually don't know... Uh, what the bias of that is, so it's it's yeah. uh, we don't know how 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 much of the city we actually lit, and that's mm-hmm. that's something that I think is really important. Emil, thank you very much for coming and talking to us today. Yeah, thank you, my pleasure. That was our first episode. Thank you for tuning in, and I really hope that you got something out of the conversation. And if you want to read more from Emil on these topics, either on Ripe Labs or beyond, there's plenty of links to follow up on down in the show notes. You'll also see a bunch of links there where you can find out more information about those initiatives we talked about that offer funding for projects that help make internet outages and shutdowns and similar events more observable. Join us next time when we'll be finding out more about Ripe Atlas.